And welcome to the Tom Rogic Appreciation yeah. Society uh, Hour. Um, I'm your host, uh, Stuart Armstrong. Um, no, sorry. I'm uh, Chris Gallagher, and I'm joined by uh, Tom Rogic's biggest fan and someone who's absolutely not stopped talking about him for the whole time, Chris Bowd. Yes, thank you. Um, Chris Bowd, massive Rogic fan. What I'm known as. We, you're basically our um, Rogic uh, specialist. You'll I be talking. funny. No one else will be talking about Tom Rogic. Yeah. I mean, there's uh, a lot of people in this room I can think of that uh, slated Tom Rogic. T- slated him. Keep going on about his fitness, I've found. Did you there, there, there's absolutely... No, Chris Bowd, pleasure as always. Good yes, to see you. Yes, good to be back. I've um, not seen you in a while. Um, I'm sure you've got plenty to say. Uh, nah. Kieran Harron. Good evening. Good evening. Gentleman as always, looking dapper in his wee, his wee hat, his wee teapot hat. Keep me warm in this house. Yeah, I know the house has got a called tea cosy. Now, this is why Bowd's been pleasantly missed. <laughs> no. It's got it's called a tea cozy hatty thing. And uh, Louis here. So uh oh. it's a slap in my Sorry. face. The owl. The owl. The owl. That's really taken off. Do you uh, want to hear how my day started today? I've got a funny a funny story to share. Get involved. Not that one. Right. We love oh, but, uh, no, no, no. Does it involve no, a claw no. hammer? <laughs> no, no. no. Um, <laughs> so I'm dri- I'm driving to work this morning, right? Freezing, defrosted the car and all that, driving along. But my, my water and the and you know the scusher for the window, it frozen. Right? Is, is scusher a technical thing? <laughs> Aye, sco- that's what I call it anyway. And uh, the window was manky, I could hardly see it. And I'm on the dual carriageway, done about 60, so you kind of need to see where you're going. Definitely illegal speed. Aye, absolutely. Uh, aye. Good work. Absolutely. Um, so I, I, I have to come off the slip road now, on the slip. It's quite a big slip road, so Don't I, know I, slip I, road is. I understand all these car works. <laughs> you've got, you've got, you've got a bit of time, right? So I'm, I'm coming down from sixty, maybe about fifty mile an hour, but I'm struggling to see. Now I had a, had a bottle of water with me, and I thought, I know what I'll do. I'll, I'll, I'll throw some water on the windscreen. Are you a moron? Now, 
I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about physics at any point, <laughs> but I proceeded to put a window down, throw the water <laughs> towards the windscreen, only for the water to, of course, logically shoot up over the roof of the car, um, and I was absolutely dumbfounded about what had just happened. Certainly As well, there's several people crashing behind you. Yeah. I, I immediately turned... I was like, did anybody see what I just done? It was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, 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 well, the second dumbest thing I'd done was about when I got down to about 30 mile an hour. I tried oh, this isn't the same day, so... Oh, that, that, uh, yeah. That, the I, same movement. I got, I got down to about 30, I tried it again. It still wasn't enough, and it shot back into the car and, and soaked me. That's how I started my day. What was your second story of the day? I can't, I can't say the second story of the day was quite entertaining. Oh, no, I'll, I'll leave that one for later. Um, I nicknamed you the owl um, a couple of weeks ago. I was ago. the furthest from an owl today. Um, I'm now taking that off you because <laughs> that was really dumb. I will now call you the dodo instead. The dodo? There we go, the dodo. Um, until you do something smart. Uh, I play for Rangers now. Uh, yeah, you should be. Um, Bowd's terrific beard. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You could be the owl, frankly. Bearded owl. Beard. <laughs> Great football team. Uh, South South African. Got a band named after them. It's a joke about bands that no one will get. Okay, so what we want to do is we want to talk about uh, the. We're going to start by talking about, um, if nothing else, just an exhilarating game of football. There's a lot of positives and ne- negatives to take from it, which we're going to break down. But what we shouldn't forget is just how enjoyable it was. Uh, a, ho- a roller coaster of emotions for both sets of fans, for the Motherwell fans as well. As much and the as neutral. Don't forget the neutral. And the neutral. And, well, do you get a roller coaster if you're a neutral? Do you really care? Like, if Liverpool were 3-1 up yesterday, I'd like to comment on that maybe at the end. Liverpool being 3-1 up and losing 4-3. That's a roller coaster for a neutral. It's not really a roller coaster of emotions, no. though. Well, because <laughs> you don't really care. Do you? Because frankly, the the goal you just want to see goals every time a team atta- every time you turn a t- t- football game on, you see a team attack. You go 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 go. You don't care who but it is. You could still be shocked. So you'd be shocked that Motherwell were two 0 up, and then so th- that's your is that not expectation? But you, could, yeah, but you could get caught up in the emotion of the atmosphere that like you could maybe feel from watching the game of like how excited both sets of fans are up and how Do you know what isn't a roller coaster this chat. <laughs> Let's move on Because it's not been up yet Yeah Okay so what I want to do is uh, I thought that And this is why again Boud was exiled Because he's a snarky prick Frankly um, Who thinks he's better than everyone Yeah Yeah Bigger beard You know what they say about big beards Lazy people I can vouch for him being the biggest lazy git Biggest lazy git Okay let's talk about football Because I'm this a is lazy lover This chat is <laughs> I apologise for the opening of this podcast. You know, you know the thing that I usually say towards the end of the podcast? Aye. See if you're still listening to this. Fair play. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Mr. opening up with a story about <laughs> fucking being in a car and throwing water out at 60 miles an hour. And we're the bad guys. <laughs> I thought it was a fun story. Uh, okay, so Celtic at Fur Park. It's a place we've always kind of struggled. Uh, funnily enough, before on Friday, when people were talking about how excited they were for the game, which I was as well, there was a, I saw a clip of um, Moravchik. It was a Moravchik clip, and it was a free kick he scored in a three-each game with Don Goodman scoring, scoring a couple of goals for Motherwell. Um, and then I just actually spent time looking at 
kind of past results we've had. And it is a really tough place. We talk about Tynecastle and we talk about um, Pataji, but um, and then we talk about Perth. And this is my point. Scottish football is better than people think and it's tougher than people think. Um, but Motherwell we've all, always kind of struggled with. So going into the game... Um, Personally, I had a little bit of trepidation because I don't as as much as we're on a, a really good um, uh, we're in good form and as as well as we're playing, um, you need to respect the teams that you're up against. Uh, Bowd, just uh, just initial kind of thoughts about the game overall. We can break it down, but how did you feel um, watching the game? Yeah, well, it's obviously tough in the first half. It was a great game, as you said. It was a roller coaster, but um, it was really it was phenomenal to see us come back twice. Um, from just a, a very, very solid Motherwell team. They did what they needed to do in the, the first half. Um, we can talk about the individual goals. I, I, I do think the second goal, that was a foul on Lustig to me. 100% a foul. Um, but, yeah, Motherwell did what they needed to do um, and we came back. And it, it would be so easy to get deflated because after our, after we got the third goal, it was instant. They just ran up the field and, and got the equaliser again. Yeah. Um but went ahead, you mean? Uh, yeah, sorry, went ahead after we. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, drew even at two each, sorry. Um, but yeah, it was a phenomenal performance. Yeah, don't we start rolling out the cliches about championship winning performance and stuff like that? But it's it was it was great. Yeah, it was uh, absolutely. Uh, Louis, we're, we're, we'll talk about individual players and we'll let you have your your point on Tom Rogic um, as as we go, but. Overall, what what do you think Rogers is going to learn from that? Boud mentioned grit. Do you think he's going to learn from that? Um, not not necessarily. I don't think it's I don't think it's maybe a case of learning. I just think you, you have to accept that that is going to happen. Sometimes we cannot be we cannot coast every single game. Now it was forty five minutes where we were given a really good game. They played similar to how Kilmarnock played against us um, in terms of pressing us more or less all over the pitch but defending in numbers packing the box uh, when we hit the ball and it worked for them they got some joy out of it um, and you know 2-0 down and, and people are, are starting to get irate but at the same time you know we want a challenge we're now out of Europe so if we just go every domestic game winning 2-0 3-0 4-0 I'm not saying it's going to get boring, but at the same time, it's it's nice to see of see us have to really fight for it and 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 a really good game come of it. Um, I think second half we absolutely blew them away um, in terms of us just having a stranglehold in the game and possession and, and creating chances. Um, and personally, I, I I still believed and and there wasn't really any point where I thought I don't think we can do this. I always felt that we we had a good chance of, of doing something. Yeah, um, but I agree with obviously that. the way it happened, it was very dramatic. As Boud says, us getting the equaliser, them going ahead again, uh, almost right away. But um, no, so I mean, we we showed something a little different. I don't think there was, I don't think there was many standout performances, like really top top performances, uh, other than uh, other than uh, our two, obviously. Right, okay. But. I mean, I'd, there's other players there that I don't think had their best game, but then that's probably reflected in the scoreline, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Kieran, what, what did you kind of take away from it? Um, do you think, first half, do you think it was, as Louis says, and I, I, I agree with you to an extent, do you think it was Motherwell playing well, or do you think it was a bit of complacency, or was it both? Um, 
I, I don't think it was complacency. I think it was Motherwell were very organised. However, <clears throat> they didn't th- really threaten us as threaten us too much in our side. They got two goals, but that was the only two chances they had. So they were they were showing a bit more a lot of clinicalness. Um, they, I mean, they did restrict us. We didn't have many chances um, going at the fir- in the first half. Um, like you said, Motherwell were very presses very high and um, they were very organised and kind of packed in midfield. Um, but at 2-0, I, I was thinking, hmm, it's going to be tough, but I didn't I didn't think we would lose the game. I did feel that we're going to come back in. It's something I think Rodgers has got now. I've, no, I've, I've kind of been feeling it for the last few weeks now, where, if, although, I mean, that's only, that was what, I think that's the second time we've actually went behind in the league. Um, but when it's tough um, and we're not getting the chances, we're still going, we're still sticking at it, we're still plugging away, we're still keeping the possession, we're still trying to force them to make mistakes. And we've seen a couple of games where it's taken it in the last five, ten minutes to get the winner. So I'm feeling now there, I'm not too worried if we're if we're still struggling to get a goal and there's still the 10, 15 minutes to go because I feel that the team, we're fitter, we're more intelligent. The, qual- the quality of player is, is, is bigger. There's a bigger gulf now I think, between us and the rest of the league. Yeah. And I can feel that we can actually just keep it going till the end. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in terms can, of being unbeaten. No, 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 just but, but, but we can be able to tire the opposition out and we can still keep going with the last oh, to the end of the match. Yeah. yeah, to the end of the match, not the end of the season, sorry. Aye. Just to the end of a match. So, um, but I mean, I, I mean, I was surprised the fact that we went 2-0 down because I wasn't, <clears throat> we were been playing recently, we've been playing very well. I didn't think, I didn't think Mother would threaten us that much where they would score goals. Because um, I mean, we, we went nearly two, 10 hours without conceding a goal as well. So, we we're doing really, really well defensively, um, so it was a bit of a, a surprise. But it was some it was two good finishes. I mean, it was really, really two well taken goals from the, the lad Mo. I thought the first goal was an absolute piece of quality, Chris. Just it, what McManus's ball for a start. Yeah, um, pinpoint. He was, doing that, he was doing that all first half. He was he was doing what we were crying from our centre halves to do. Yeah. However, he's only done, I think he's only done it one game, mind you. I don't know if he does that very. Very often, pinpoint accuracy yeah. within someone that was some of them terrific. Um, and your boy is at Malt with the the finish, the composure he showed was uh, fantastic. What I would say, um, and I don't want to make it, uh, you know, it's not an attack on him, but I don't think Toure did as well as he could have for either of the goals. I think we seen is lacking a little bit of pace. I don't think he's a slow player, but. The, him and the boy Malt were at the same point when that ball was floated and he, he lost him by a couple of yards. Um, there was more mistiming than it was pace. I think for the second for goal, the, mistiming for his jump mm, was there both, a little bit. Well, both of them. But I think... Both when you see Both of them were crosses coming in. When you say that, he did kind of... He turned and then turned again, I think, as he ran. Or he went to run and then he turned another way. So maybe that is mistime or positional as opposed to out-and-out pace. But yeah. Uh, the boy I mean, got away from him. Now, I think he, he's, he's just the the flight of the ball. He's just quite clearly missed, mistimed it because he's went for the jump and he's only missed it by about a couple of inches. I think he was caught in two minds. I, I don't think it's so much the flight of the ball. I think he was so concerned with Moult's uh, movement. I think it, 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 you know if if, if if he just if he just focuses on that ball and concentrates on his own game and dominates that ball, he's absolutely fine. But I think he really did get spooked a wee bit because Mo didn't give him a second. No. He was constantly moving, checking one way and another way, and he got too distracted by what he was doing rather than what. 
Toure was actually should have been concentrating on. Um, Focus on that ball, he clears it. I wait, I'll stick him with you about uh, Michael Hill at Michael Hill 82. 17 games um, conceded. So in, in terms of the, the league, we've, I don't know if that's the league or overall. 17 games, we've conceded goals, right? Must be overall. Yeah, must be, probably is overall, yeah. We've not played that many games in the league. Yeah, Colo Toure has played in 11 of them. Um in term, basically, the, the point is we've basically conceded a goal when Tory's been I, on the pitch. Now, I that's just, a harsh yeah. stat. He, um, and th- just let me finish the yeah. final point from, from Michael. Uh, should we give him another contract? He's on a year's contract. Should this contract be renewed? I've got some points on that. But, but So, as I said, I mean, I just said, I think it, for both goals, he could have done better. I don't think his performance was horrendous. The second one, he does worse. Yeah, personally. Um, but in there's been a couple of games, obviously. Uh, the Munchen Club, yeah. However, I think Toure came in and steadied the ship. I think this season Toure deserves plaudits for giving us that. If we didn't have him there, be, uh, you know, if I ma- imagine having Boyata for every game we had Toure in this season, it'd be an absolute shambles. Agreed. Everything turned to shit for, t- for Toure when we when he won a 90 minute Sonic Pole. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Too Look, much pressure. Got to him. He's been in the game, he's played at top level, but he's not he at that got 90 to the big minute time. I, I think you make an excellent point, Chris, and it's the point that Ken I was going to make as well. Um, he's, he's, Toure has done everything he's been asked. He's come in, he's steadied the ship. He is, um, he's, he's gotten his, we got into the Champions League on part because of his experience at the back. Um, and he's been terrific. Has he looked dodgy? Aye, at times he has, but that's because he's um, a 35-year-old man who probably has passed it in terms of playing at the highest yeah. level. I no longer believe he's a... There was maybe arguments about should he be first choice when everyone's fit. I don't think that's the case. I, uh, that's that's an excellent point. I because the, the question I'll ask Kieran Haddon is... <laughs> I don't know why I looked at you. That was Very a, accusatory. It was accusatory. Um, the goddamn point. Do you think... Um, sorry, if you do have a point to make, make it. Oh, um... No, I think I no, think it was. All, I, th- make, do you? Yeah. I do, I do. Pointless. I think it was. I think it was always going to be a Dodo one strikes season. again. <laughs> I think it was always going to be a one season thing um, for for Turi, But I think it was really, really important for Rogers to get someone like that and someone with that experience, f- so that he could establish a kind of standard within the playing squad of this is what's expected of you. This is what you need to do professionally and everything else. So he's been. He's probably been. Even more influential off the pitch and behind the scenes, you know. That's and we, nice we don't, we're not privy to that, but I'm sure he's had a massive impact. Kieran, I'm going to ask you: Would we have conceded those goals if it was Eric Sviachenko? And I know it's a. I, know. Um, <clears throat> I don't think so. Uh, I think going on Eric's performances over the last few weeks, especially Aberdeen, the Aberdeen game. I mean, sparkling form, just winning every header. So he was um, getting into the challenge as well. So I think, and also with him and Yozo, obviously they've kind of, they've now got a wee bit of a partnership going together now. So they now know where each other's going and whenever there's movement, always there's a bit of a cover and stuff like that. So the fact that Tories came in, people argue he's missed six weeks, but however, Boyata came in at the Kamalot game and... And played since April. Uh, and didn't do too, anything too wrong. Uh, didn't make any glaring mistakes. I know, but he just—he was just rubbish. But yeah, he was. <laughs> um, but it didn't cost us any. Goals. I know, no, no, he didn't do. You're right, he didn't I do mean, anything the wrong. The fact that obviously him and you're Yo- not confident. Him, him and Yo's haven't played together, so you're still kind of 
and we look, I mean, we lost that goal so quickly. I mean, that was within the first four minutes. Four minutes. So I mean, yeah. you're still you're still adjusting to the game. He's still trying to adjust to the game, the pace of it when he's always been missing it for six weeks. So um, it's just a bit unfortunate. But no, I think if Eric was in there, I don't think we'd have lost the goals. Can I ask if you know centre back pairing's been so important? How how many games do you think you need to establish a proper strong relationship? Twelve. Twelve. Ten to twelve. Uh, ten was the figure that came. Ten out. was so you actually t- get a proper. Uh, t- ten. Ten, really? ten. Ten was my. Ten was my initial thought, but I say twelve because I think the first two games is going to be complete befuddlement. <laughs> and after that, and so about about ten to twelve, I think. I think it's not just about communication; it's about just um, knowing how each other plays. Exactly, getting that to that yeah. point where I you know I, that Frank will run that way if I do this or whatever. Yeah, like Frank. and I, I think <laughs> Frank's class. But the thing is, uh, I think it's shown with Eric and uh, Jozo because when they first came in, they were a bit, you know, one goes and one drops, both going. Both dropping, yeah. you know. Now Eric and Jozo look like a partnership. But the issue, and also the issue that has been over the last month is Jozo's only been playing once a week. Uh, that's another now, point. Yeah, that's not that partnership's not going to get gained too much when Eric's going to play with one by one guy on a Saturday, different guy on a Wednesday. However, what was a really important part of Wednesday was Jozo now played three games in a row. Yeah, within the space of ten days. So he doesn't now, play tomorrow. That's we'll, that, to that. well, we, we'll, we'll was see. One tomorrow, but four games. If, that's the biggest break we've got in December. Four four days. Sorry. Is that the biggest break? Um, if he if he now plays on Tuesday, that's a massive step we've now taken with Yozo, and the fact that he can now start to play more games consistently yeah. there. <clears throat> so that should start. I would say that would possibly be the four that start your ten of him and Eric together. See if he's only playing one day a week. Can we play pay him pro rata? Does that <laughs> does that work? <laughs> no. Okay. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, but there you go. Terrible. Um, but, but yeah, you know I, I agree with. In fact, you know what? Can you tweet us um, from a football fan perspective? What do you think? What? You know, how, what's a reasonable amount of time for the you know the listener? You'd, you'd have to you'd have to imagine as well that a, a, a centre half is probably a position you want to get in January. Because if you think about it, Colo Colo Boyata and probably O'Connell. And and that's what I was going to ask as well, because I think Turi's still got a role to play, but as a replacement or a bit of rotation. When the question was, that. should we renew his contract about? I'm not. I'm not talking about getting rid of him yeah, in January. But I, I, I think it's. I would leave it to the end of the season. Yeah, you would see, oh, yeah. see where we are, but we if we, we need another centre back. But the definitely. rest, the rest might go. That's um, that's what and I think. That's, yeah, that's also a danger. However. Going forward, do you think, now that Europe's done, if we are bringing another centre-back in, is it worth bringing O'Connell in? No, he's not part of the plans. If O'Connell was part of the plans, he would be on the bench, I think. I really do. If he was part of the plans, um, he he wouldn't. And frankly, with all due respect to whoever, O'Connell's not done enough to even, you know... (laughs) He's only played four or five games and people are talking about him like he's the next Franz Beckenbauer. We've seen it before. And we've seen we've seen it plenty of times. We've seen plenty of players come in, have a good preseasons or a good couple of games in a comp- competitive game, to hark back to guys like uh, Colin Healy, guys like Darren O'Day, who we all thought give him a chance. Oh look how well he's played. When they got their chance, they weren't good enough. Colin Healy broke his leg twice, so Colin Healy potentially could have been something if he hadn't had those injuries. But Darren O'Day would be a perfect example 
of someone. Give him a chance. Give him his chance. Look how good he is. Look how good he is. He's the best young centre half we've had in years. He got his chance, and frankly, he just wasn't good enough. So I'm not saying that you know O'Connell is good enough or isn't good enough. What I'm saying is, on the basis of what I've seen, I'm not impressed by him, and I don't think he. I don't think he's better than what what the first team players are. And I don't think I, I would rather have um, Turi. Well, play than I mean, if we're looking at a youngster coming through, he's not going to be better than the first team until you start giving them. And obviously, you can see only coming he, in. And he's, yeah. fourth, he's fourth choice. I think he's fifth choice. Because I, I, I think Boyata. I think Boyata's going to play. Boyata's been on the bench. But because uh, the Kamarnock game, why would why would you play? Why that was the perfect time. If O'Connell was going to be brought into the Celtic squad. Then the so perfect time to play him would have been no, but I, I, I think he played Boyata in that game because he, he because he hadn't Boyata hadn't played under Rodgers yet, had no, he? No, he so I, th- I think he, he was giving him a chance to see what he could do in a game, and he fluffed it. I don't think we'll see him again. I think O'Connell he's should. Been have, he's been on the bench. I ahead know, of O'Connell I, though, like yeah. that's and not O'Connell point, no. should be in the bench ahead of Boyata, and as such, I think Brendan Rodgers' time is up at Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just get sorry. It's been nice. John Collins is your shout for a new GC, manager. Get GC, in. get him in. Have you seen his apps? <laughs> um, I think the, 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 that is an interesting point because um, the, the centre-half pairing, as much as we've got five of them sitting there, um, five in the squad or five in the the, the, the club, um, I'm really only confident with, with two of them overall. I'm, I don't, Lustig. Yeah, Lustig. If, well, Lustig can play whatever he fucking wants. That's a fact. Um, what about... The substitution very quickly. Um, I think it was made within about twenty-five minutes. Was it twenty-five to the first half an hour? Anyway, uh, um, follow on than that. Uh, thoughts on that, Kieran? Because as <clears throat> uh, was getting ripped, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I think it also showed, and then you get booked as well. He's booked, half and he had a challenge after it as well, which I think was obviously the fact of the fact that they brought him in, and then um, it obviously wasn't working. And I'd say like at half time, I was like. Best thing to do now is go to a back three. Very similar to the Kamalak, where we had McGregor far left and Morris Forrest far right with the back three and then push Roberts inside. Um, however, well, he did, he did go to the back three, however, he actually put McGregor in the middle. So he did. And I think that was, that was actually the one of the, one of the key tactical changes that Rogers made, which actually worked well. It seemed to be more more energy in the midfield because you've seen that within the first 10-15 minutes McGregor was kind of was getting at the defence and he was getting quite far in and he was getting uh, far up and he was getting some good positions with the ball and also without making space and stuff like that and, it, um, and obviously with that it led to it led to the goal so um, at half time that's another thing you can see with Rodgers he makes changes mid, mid-game when he knows it's not going too well he will change it he'll even, and he even changes formation which you don't see a lot of managers do. A lot of managers just maybe change personnel, maybe move around a bit, but then he's actually went, changed the formation, which I think, which I think in domestically, I think that's the stronger position for us because that gives an extra person in midfield. So you've got like your two midfielders and then you've got kind of like two behind the front man. So you'd have like Rodgers and Roberts together. And I think, but then I suppose you can get kind of bogged down a little bit. But yeah. it's more offensive options and it's, it's creating more chances and it's also going to pin the, defense, the the opposition back because there's an extra man there that they're, they're going to have to worry about. Um, so it takes them back a little bit. You make a good point and see see the thing about being domestically, domestically we are so far ahead of everybody. It's it's unbelievable. And so it's when you talk about Rogers changing sort of formations and stuff, no one's going to, like, see the only, the only issue with three at the back is when people go man for man, right? That rarely happens. Um, especially in Scotland, so I think three at the back is the future for Celtic in Scotland. 
um, for the rest of, not necessarily the rest of the season, but until I, KT I, comes back, I think you'll no, find no, 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 absolutely not. I mean, you, you're saying that as a jokey statement, but no, no genuinely, no, genuinely fact, fact, factual. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the fact is, as he went off, and when as he went off. We've criticised. I know I have Callum McGregor. I've never I've, before. Let me just, again. I'll make this point. I've never criticised his technique, and I've never criticised him as a good player. What I've criticised is his ability to play for Celtic and his ability to take the pressure and his ability. Is to, he sorry? No, McGregor. McGregor. I thought McGregor came on and had a, had a good game. I think he's an intelligent enough player that he can cover certain positions. Um, so every dog has its day. Um, Whoa. What? <laughs> oh, that's harsh. I know that. The was, goal was brilliant. That was a oh. joke. That was a joke. I thought he had a really good game when he came on. I, Keith's trying to insinuate that he changed the game. I don't think he changed the game. I think he helped, certainly. But I don't think he changed his game. I thought his first goal, the one two, with the blonde haired boy. That ball back. Am I right, Bud? <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> when the one-two for uh, McGregor's goal was with Armstrong, it was, a, it was a terrific, terrific goal. It was a very well worked goal. I have. But uh, McGre- it was. McGregor, it was one touch for Armstrong. Beautiful. That's didn't even. Do you, do you pay attention? Are you even listening to what I'm I saying? Don't, I just I see your mouth moving, and that's wait until it stops, and then say something. Good. Right, McGregor's. I think McGregor's. A, he's kind of frustrating. Sometimes he'll do something. You know, he will have a really good game and you think, you know, maybe we've got something here and then he, he just, he can't get any sort of consistency really. Is, um, is, he loses the possession but you would, you would way that yeah, wants to make You'd have punch. to say though, uh, Rogers is a fan. I mean, he, he's played quite a number of games. Fair enough, a lot of sub-appearances, but he's played a lot and he quite. played a lot under Dyler as but well. But it's, it's see what Rogers is doing now, it's more of a utility sort of thing. If there's something needs to be patched up or someone needs to come it's off, like Beaton. Beaton's got a role. He comes up and shows things up when we're winning with yeah, ten the, minutes left. But the difference is Beaton will always play in the same position. Yeah. Whereas McGregor seems to be playing in different positions and seems to be like he's like a universal patch. What the hell is a universal patch? <laughs> I don't know if he does, but what I mean is he'll he'll, he'll plug the gaps. So, yeah. the, and the issue with in all seriousness, the issue with becoming a utility player is that if you can't hold down one position, then you know if if everyone's fit in that position, you're going to have to spend you're going to spend more time on the bench. Like you, to an extent, you know, we used to criticise Charlie Mulgrew, but the reason Charlie Mulgrew got into the team so much was because he could play in a variety of position, different positions. That might be what happens to Callum McGregor, which if he's happy with that, and you know that's fine. Callum McGregor coming on to to you know cover different positions, fair enough. Don't think he should be a first team player. Don't think he's good enough for the actual first team. My first eleven at Parkhead, I don't want. Callum McGregor in it um, but coming in you know filling gaps that's fair enough and that's part of being a, a squad player and that's you know ex- exactly what he should be uh, Tom Rogic is it time um, let's talk about Tom Rogic um, Louis you are you're the, you're the Tom Rogic guy he's your guy yep you're a fan of him poster on the wall and this isn't just from this weekend or let's recognise this okay. I've been a fan of this guy for for a number of years. Um, <laughs> right, you're making out like... I was a fan when everybody else cast him aside. Um, to be fair, we could go I, back. I was never in doubt. No, no, we don't need to go back. Um, <laughs> no, he's, he, he, he is just he is just the greatest. 
he's, he's he is the most talented player in right, that okay, team. Okay, okay, right. Well, like we, you like him? No, no, yes. What impressed you? you what impressed you about Saturday? The fact they played ninety minutes, uh, and, and I'm not joking. That I mean, that's I not done that a few times. He's played, no, but the, the he, thing the thing was, it was his second half that was his, his best half. Yeah, and, and he, he got the goal right at the end as well, which is he came out that, showing that, he's pushed on and with I, his right foot. I, I think that second half performance from Rogic was f- fantastic. That was one of the best individual performances. Uh, in quite a while in terms of that he hold on a minute Armstrong was better than him over the 90 minutes yeah aye aye but I'm, I'm just talking about second half Armstrong second sco- half I, I, I thought Armstrong scored a goal and had two assists aye, very good <laughs> so statistically right, calm down okay this is Tom, a this is a favourite Celtic football player guy off against yes. each other nah go on Tam Tam was Absolutely making things tick, and he, he's he's brilliant. It, I, I think he's grown into that position so well, that number ten that he can almost everything flows through him. Um, he, he's starting off moves. He's he's kind of taking part in things with, with other players. Um, I think Paddy Roberts is is a big fan of him because they seem to have a, a good relationship when when the two of them play. Um, I think but, I think Paddy Roberts and Armstrong have got a better relationship. Yeah, probably. I. But um, <laughs> no, it's it's. I just think he's added so much to his game, Tam Roger. I mean, he he, he keeps the ball so yeah, well. Strength he, is his biggest. I think one of the biggest attributes that he's he's improved over this season. Is strength, it's not, it, strength to hold people off. I but it's not even it's not even. I've, I don't think he's increased his strength physically. No. I think he's just using his body far, far better to shield the ball, keep control of things. Um, he's he's great at, at keeping possession, but Look, the, the way just, he finished for that for that goal. Can I can I just make one point on <sighs> what you're saying about strength? Right, when guys, when you think about strength, you think about like a Mark Viduka or Musa Dembele or like a big hitman. He's a beanpole. But his intelligent of intelligence is, I mean, when we're talking about strength, we're not even talking about physicality. We're talking about mental strength and intelligence to roll the ball in a different way so the guy doesn't get it. He shields. He literally just shields over it, but he's still intelligent enough to to keep the ball away from from the, the danger. It's, and that, it's, and part it's, of, it's unbelievable. Part of that's his close control as well. Which yeah, I mean, yeah, you of course. look at it, and I don't his think there's another. Insane. There's nobody else in that squad that. I think oh, his feet are insane. Okay. The technique that man's got. Oh my! From a, from forty nine starts with Celtic, Tom Rogic has completed a full ninety minutes eleven times. Why do you keep buying one of us? No, no, no. It's just see what he gives you in sixty minutes. No, no. Hold on a minute. I'm not. Cr- no, Armstrong said one good game. You've you've always got two changes. You forgetting a bit, in there, mate? He said two games. <laughs> and Rangers when he scored that goal. He's the I. He came on for the last ten minutes. That hardly counts. Why, why are you? Why are you making? Uh, he's no, a you started this beef. I didn't start. <laughs> there is a beef. There is a clear beef, and it was you that started it. Okay, I'm you're, you're, you're losing out as well. I'm not losing out. Come on, Stuart Armstrong will be a Celtic captain the way that Roger <laughs> fucking won. Fact. Please don't quote me on that. <laughs> that will be right. uh, no, yeah, you turned heel on Armstrong no so long ago. No, I was disappointed in Armstrong. That's there's a difference. No, you literally said he wasn't good enough and he's got to go. I still don't necessarily know if Armstrong's good enough overall. 
I am Armstrong's biggest fan. Do I, do I think he's got a first team future? In fact, that's what yeah. I think that's a question we've got actually. Um, in fact, can you take over the Twitter tweets? No, I don't really. Like um, see, fact, see, see to back, back to back you up though, Chris. I, I, I do think it's great seeing Armstrong in the team, and I, I, I would. He is definitely first choice alongside Brown. Yeah, ahead of everybody else. And we we talked about this. I can't remember if it was it before the Barca game, and he'd. he'd he, I think the the game before that he ha- he hadn't really done very well, and we were debating whether you keep him or not. Yeah. And the point I made at the time was we're better to let him learn than resort back to you know go back to Beaton who yeah. we know what we're getting. And I think he has learned since he's came into the I, team. He's see, getting better. The Motherwell game, I thought he played a very intelligent game because he didn't give the ball away the way he he seemed he found space in the Motherwell game in a midfield that had Keith Lasley in it. Swinging for everything that you know they could, um, I, I thought he played an intelligent game. His runs for the goal—it's funny because see for the first uh, the goal for Paddy Roberts, which I can't remember. That was the second goal, right? Um, the, uh, it was a header. Lustig's got the ball, and um, Armstrong runs runs into space, and he literally did what Kieran Tierney did against Manchester City when he throws his arms up and he looks yeah. like a wee boy, like I'm free, give me the ball, give me the ball. Gets the ball. He done it three times where he just drives into the box. Drives to the byline, which takes players with him. As soon as he gets the ball in, it's just it's very good. And obviously, that's down to Rogers coaching him, and it's down to him utilizing his attributes. Because I've said it before, and I'll say it again: he wasn't in Vernes that long. He got into a Dundee United team, that club, Dundee United as a club, that were consistently changing managers. Like I think he had like four managers, so there's no one who really put a shoulder around him and went, "Listen, son." This is how you played football. No one from a technical point of view of of Rogers. That's why Armstrong has been a slow incline to a standard of consistency because I don't think he's ever had this level of coaching consistently. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. The question you're talking about on Twitter. Yeah, uh, Kev Boy Slim. I know Kev for the foot. How are you doing, mate? Oh, Kev's for the foot. Aye, uh, uh, foot state. Aye. State Cumbia bass and all that. Okay, Stop, I don't, I don't that far. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, no, Kev saying Armstrong had his best game for Celtic by a country mile. Probably contributed more in that one game than Bitten has all season. Uh, even if you take away his goal and assists from Saturday, he still deserved a man of the match for his efforts and desire right. and that tackle. Um, I agree. I thought I thought his link up with Roberts and Rogic, because that's all, Armstrong is an engine, if nothing else. Yeah. But now he's now started to utilise ball control in a way. And it's probably playing off guys like, like Roger and yeah. Roberts, learning to you know shield the ball and use it in a specific way. And uh, use his attributes, the busting runs for his goal, and he pointed it, he said, I yeah. want Roberts there. Yeah, still managed to run through and it's them a all late, and it's a, finish. It's a really late run. I watched the highlights. Like, I know you've watched them today as well. I watched the highlights at lunchtime. It's a re- the ball like Roberts. Yeah, it's not lunchtime. You were maybe walking. Don't like. I don't do anything work anyway. <laughs> um, Roberts looks across at him, and that's when like he's not hit it yet. But like the run was so late, and the weight of the ball was so incredible, and it was like. Get the ball, drop it dead, and a spin. And it was just a really, really good, great goal. Stephen Hughes, I'm going to come to Kieran with this. Um, even in gents, he's always a gentleman himself. Um, does Armstrong's recent form hint at a long-term first-team spot, or is role, or is his role still ripe for January replacement? That was actually as we were talking. It was it was kind of coming to my mind that he is, as he's developing now, he is going to give Rogers a bit of a 
a kind of issue with selection wise because if you've got this Armstrong and he's developed and it looks like he's actually developing as well throughout the season. Yeah. Why do you want to do that? Then all of a sudden bring somebody in. Then that kind of defeats the purpose of why we're why we're developing this this boy along. Whereas it looks better that we were developing him that he should actually then start to get a proper well he's getting a running team but actually be uh, the number one midfielder with Brown. Um I mean domestically absolutely out there's no there's no uh, chance that you need somebody else in. Europe we have seen unfortunately we have seen in Europe that that step up he's still he is still learning at that point. There was a few there was quite a few of the games they played that he was getting lost, um, lost possession. I think it was at the Gladbach game. I think it was the Gladbach away game. It was losing possession far too much. Um, however, I have seen a lot in his game where he gets back and wins it, which I think is possibly as important. I don't like you, these you ones. You love that. He loves that. I love that. I don't like this Forrest one. Stephen Forrest loses a ball and he fucking throws the arms in the air. That's a foul, that's a foul. Armstrong and becomes a, some sort of monster. <laughs> uh, Armstrong loses the ball, just gets back up, and he's back. I think it was the Kamarnock game. I think, I think it was the Kamarnock game where he'd lost the ball. He lost the ball about three or four times, but every time he get back and dis- and got possession back off the player, yeah. which that's that as a as a box to box midfielder, that's a key quality to have um, because it's going to be dangerous when you are actually going forward and you do lose the ball. You need to come back and help out. The way it's going, I, I, I do think um, he's had the experience of Europe this year. He now knows obviously what's expected. I, I, I think we might actually not need an actual kind of expensive quality midfielder um, in January. I know there's a lot of talk about people like McCarthy. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, I think I think we actually might get get by with Armstrong. I think as Armstrong development gets further, um, I think he's going to be a lot. I think he's going to get a lot better. Um, I think pushing for next year, I think that could be a, a, a good partnership with him and Brown. But then one of them get injured. injured. Who would you play? I think we still Endo! need, a, we still, I think we still need a, a central midfielder. But that's what I'm one. saying. I believe Armstrong is However, doing really well and hopefully got, we'll continue to do so. The problem is, if you then go and get something like McCarthy, Armstrong's at the team. There's no way you can put McCarthy in the Correct. bench. Correct. He's on the team. There's He's no on way. the bench come so January. You, you, you well, cannot get somebody about Armstrong. We've talked about McGregor being a squad player and that's what Armstrong can be. Because yeah. he's got a higher level he can of be, squad player. But then... Then what's, what's and again, we've lost all that development because he's not. He's, he could be at the team. Yeah, so at the same time, you know, Armstrong can play a number ten role as well. And this this wee Australian guy who can't play sixty minutes, <laughs> you know, when he's on the bench, bring Armstrong on. You know, well, know, know your role, that, know your place. That brings us to another Twitter question. But also, we play what sixty games a season or whatever, so there's plenty of room. And Brown's going to be yeah, however, drilling down. I, but then I'd like to get a player that has similar quality, not somebody. But it's really expensive. Like Mac- I think McCarthy's never going to happen. I think he's right. at a price range. See, see, see. The point is, if you can get someone who's better than the player you have, you get the player who's better. You bring the guy in. That is that simple. If 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 you've got the op- opportunity to bring someone in who's going to improve the squad, you do it. Doesn't matter what position. If we can get someone who's going to be better than Dembele, who's kind of off the boil. Dembele's a good point though as well. A lot of people would say, and we kind of discussed at the start of the season. Well, Griffiths forty goals a season. So you know, what's the point of spending? You know, on this supposed wonder striker or bringing him in when you've only got one slot up front assuming that's the way you do still yeah, makes sense Dembele still played phenomenally that, well, well, Griffiths is still there that's fine that's what well Dembele costing half a million then if we can get a midfielder who's relatively cheap of good or uh, better quality than Armstrong then, get, then fine but 
Not something like McCarthy. Hold on a minute. If you can get McCarthy, you take him, though. <laughs> I don't know. What? But, 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 uh, I, I don't take questions quite literally. I take them literally at times, so McCarthy's never going to happen. Because the whole point is, we're going to have to buy him. You, you, there's no point having. There's no point going January and getting him for six months. For what? There's no competition left. Yeah, I agree the, with that. Things. There's no point in yeah, spending money on a loan for the domestic the loan, season. That's a loan deal with a view to buy in the summer. Yeah. Now, I, he's still valued as being a quality midfielder down south. There's plenty of teams that are going to outbid us and out and out uh, pay his wages. So, well, do you know what? It's a it's a developing story, and we'll, we'll wait to see it because Kieran only deals in facts. I call him the <laughs> fact man. Uh, Bowd, um, not Bowd, uh Louis. Um, John Feeney tweets in, I'm more worried at the prospect of losing Tom Rogic uh, than Dembele. What do, you rec- what do you guys reckon? Do you think there's any chance that, you know, because we we joke and everything, but Rogic is uh, technically technically probably the best player in Scotland. Him and Roberts would fight that out, frankly. But he's starting to get a real level of consistency in a number 10 position. He has uh, been very effective. He is ultimately a match winner. Uh, we've seen that throughout this season we've seen it the Kilmarnock goal last season he's, he's doing it for Australia doesn't necessarily matter the, the opponents they're playing against but still a high level in terms of doing it on an international stage do you think someone might turn around and go do you know and here's the other point if someone turns around and says do you know what we're going to fire six million quid into this guy and we're going to develop him what what do you think would happen do you think Celtic would take it do you think he's got an a- do you think he's got an appetite to play somewhere else Oh, I'm sure he's got an appetite to play somewhere else, but he just signed a new three-year deal, so I don't think he'll be going anywhere. And <laughs> oh, you're looking at the wee uh, anxiety I know, I, I, in his I, I, face. I know the facts. Quivering. Oh, it's okay. There's it's... not. A, there's not a chance he's going to be moving. Not oh. a chance. I think there'll be. I think there will be some in, interest in him. I, I genuinely don't see. I I don't see a Premier League team being interested in him. I'll be honest. Uh, I think he would probably, uh, and and I think it's a. It's it's daft and it's it's maybe uh, I don't know people. I know what you're gonna maybe say. not. I know what you're gonna say taking him seriously. I I I think he would he would end up actually being like uh, Stefan Johansson and ended up down the championship championship team. Yes, possibly. But even then, how many championship teams would want a player that can only play sixty uh, minutes? I and a player that's going to play, play in a number ten and play it like a traditional proper number ten. Here's the, here's the thing, right? That, this is the way I see it. The higher the level and the better the team, the better Tom Rogic will do. So, see yes, if Tom Rogic went down to Arsenal or went down to Liverpool, I think he'd be terrific. I think he'd be really good. If Tom Rogic went to a Stoke or a Burnley, where you literally don't always have... It's like it's the old adage, you, you, you leave Celtic and you, you go to a team where all of a sudden you're fighting for survival and you don't have that opportunity to, to express yourself. If Tom Logic... Sinclair at Villa last season compared to Celtic this season. Exactly. Um, if you put Tom Logic in a team where uh, you literally don't have as much possession and when you do have possession, you have to 100% make the right chances, take the right opportunity and make the right decisions um, because you might not get that chance again... I think Tom Rogic would struggle, but I also think that's the same of pretty much most of the team. And because by let me let me, Dembele's going through a wee bit of a drop in form. 
I thought he, I, I thought it was the worst game he's had so far for Celtic um, against at the weekend. I thought everything he touched just the wrong, wrong decision. Um, and again, we're, we're not going to get in. We're not yeah. going to go on his back at all because he is still twenty. Yeah, it's a, it's a wee bit of a patch. Part of that, I think, is because teams now focus on him as well. So he's got that to deal with. However, that then allows or other attacking options, a bit more space and time, so it still helps the team. However, you are getting to the point where you know what Griffiths is there, and it's only fair. Just like um, when Dembele got his chance um, and played well, kept in the team, I think should Griffiths, uh, sorry, should Dembele go through a little patch like this, and also the number of games we've got coming up. We have a, we have a tremendous amount to... of, of, of games. <clears throat> Would you be tempted to play Griffiths well, you probably would play Dembele against Man City. Would you be tempted to bring Griffiths in sooner rather than later? Yeah. Um, yeah. Get him I, to, get, maybe get I, him up to speed in, in terms of so he's just fit for the... Exactly, and that's the thing. Is it? You just you do want to be, even if you say, right, Dembele's number one striker, Griffiths is my number two. If that's how you see it, you still want Griffiths to be getting regular games so that when he is called upon, if Dembele gets injured... Griffiths is ready to take over, and it's not been six months since he last played. Yeah, exactly. And I think that was the the issue when he <clears throat> when he played for Scotland. Um, he looked a bit rusty. Um, his decision making was poor. On the fact that he was so hungry and wanted to impress, maybe the excitement of the whole situation got to him as opposed to the actual you know mentality of this is you know what what's best for the team. I should mention that Peter uh, Ottaway also asks uh, even in gents Roger played full 90 minutes and got better as the match went on does that put an end to his fitness concerns? L- l- I'll be happy when Tom Roger plays four or five games in a row for 90 minutes. If that starts happening then I'll be fully excited. You know it's a big test if he plays um, against Man City. I know it's not it's a bit of a non-starter of a match but um, considering the the pace of Europe's maybe he struggled with this season, uh, we'll see how I, he does I, against. Absolutely, them. I, th- I think that is playing better in the European games is is his next big target. Yeah, personally, yeah. I think. And but then, to be fair, you could say that for a number of players. Absolutely. Um, although, if you think about it, I mean, KT is a bit of a freak, but young young Tierney is he's. He came in to, and started in the in the in Europe uh, the European games and played really well. Fair enough. It, the Barca game, I believe, was the one that he kind of shown up a bit. But I don't think he got shown up. I think he was the entire team. Can I ask a question? Does KT know that you're talking about Tom Logic so much? Listen, no. There we go. I had to let KT. I'll DM him later on. I had to I'll see him in a different it. light because he's got this thing with, with your boy Roberts and it's just a fling. He's he's leaving. It has to break up at some point. I'm accepting it. I'm giving him time. He's coming back to me. I'm so. le- I'm less gay talking about Lustig than you are about gay teams, I genuinely have where. feelings for Tam Roderick and Young Taylor. It is fine. And I, I, yeah. um, Rory, a screensaver. Rory Price, um, at Rory Price 6. Is Lustig now the greatest ever sell one hundred percent. That's true. Uh, if you look at the history books and all that, that's definitely a Twitter account you've made up just to send in that question. No, Rory Price. Um, can you tweet us again? Oh well, that could just be me tweeting yeah, again. Yeah. Rory Price. That's a made-up name. If I've ever heard one. Uh, Sorry, his, Rory. His thing is ooh, the Gallus Glasgow banter. Okay, this might be me. I might have made this up in my sleep or something. Has he got Celtic, Rory Price. It's, it's all you. Uh, 
Rory, yeah, you could do something that makes us. That makes us. I hope you're not Twitter stalking him right now. Live <laughs> on the, on the air. I, I, I'm honest. He's sitting listening to this, going, "Oh, thanks for reading through my tweets." Uh, Rory had some patter with. Let's see. Uh, Rory was chatting to Lewis Folds about Bobo Baldy uh, two hours ago. So it's not me because I was at work. Um, Just let you watch the highlights. <laughs> Westmere Tim, um, if we go for James, this is back to Kieran's point. If we go for James McCarthy on loan, is there any point at being a six months loan? Uh, I think we'd all agree that there wouldn't be, would there? Um, because, as Kieran says, what's the point of bringing someone in for six months? Yeah, when there's no the Europe, if months. we were in the next stages of Europe and you thought we need that extra bit of quality, fair enough, domestically. Yeah. I mean, with all due respect to McCarthy, he's not a Robbie Keane. Like, we brought in Robbie Keane and he scored 25-odd goals within from January to to April or whatever what it was. What that did? Aye. I'm pretty, was it 20? Oh, well, can you look that up, please? You need to put a mic to your mouth. Yeah. You're talking without the mic. You're just I talking. thought it was 12 or 16, but we didn't want to like you. No, no, but my point mm-hmm. is, again, that was a situation where if you could get a guy who would... Uh, I have to help you win yeah. the league, but we'll... We won up by January, so I, I, can I just say I think we're getting a wee bit kind of. I think we everybody falls for us that you know a player plays well for a couple of games, and then we think they're the greatest. I mean, with the exception of Tam Rogic, because he is. But if we can get a level of player like James McCarthy or, or like a, a Sinclair signing again anywhere, even in Tam Rogic's position, like you said earlier, we sign them. Yeah. And and it doesn't matter. I, I don't think it matters who is replaced. The only the only one I'll be honest. The only one I do not want to ever see leave Celtic unless it's really what he wants is Young Tierney. I think everybody else. I think if you can get a better player in because that after the Gladbach game when we get beat, that game the man uh, the the Barca game when we get absolutely destroyed, um, in the first game we. It was clear, it has been clear at times where we fall short and that there's still some way to go. And I think having a a real top quality midfielder in there, is, I think that would do wonders for us in terms of getting to the yeah. next level but and there, doing well in Europe. There, so. there, there's no question about it. It It's just about who we can get. Because as Kieran says... I don't want McCarthy coming in here for six months. I don't even want no, him coming no. coming in for eighteen months. I want yeah. him, I want him to be our player, and if he's not our player, fine, we'll get someone else. But there's no point, and that's what Peter Lawwell said today. He said he spoke to Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers is here for quite a number of years. They've got a plan of what they want, and they are looking at every viable option. Um, Can so, I ask you a question then on the back of that? Then okay, if three years, no, 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 talk about that. At, at this point, <laughs> at, at this point in time, would Celtic sign Paddy Roberts? At, at the, the the same deal, but what I mean, if if he hadn't came at this point, but but back to because obviously Dyla took advantage of an eighteen month loan. Right. Does Rogers do an eighteen month loan for a player from England? If again, as I said, if you can get if you can get someone who you would never be able to get otherwise, James McCarthy, I don't think would. I think James McCarthy's a terrific player, right? Would he... Is he the missing piece of the puzzle? No. I don't think he is. I think he would be an important part of it if, if we could get him. But would you burst the bank for James McCarthy? I don't know if I would. 
if you can get the option of someone who, if we could get Aguero, right? Now, it's ridiculous. It's fun time, right? But if we could get Aguero for 18 months, uh, of course. If you could get Harry Kane, if Harry Kane breaks his leg, right? But then all of a sudden uh, he's out the Tottenham team and then he comes back and Tottenham turn around and say, right, we need this guy to go on loan somewhere for six months. Um, and in August or a year, a season-long loan, and Celtic are in the Champions League. Do we take Harry Kane? I do. I think Harry Kane's a terrific striker. But you, Could we get him now? No. But, but do you take a youngster that kind of get into a top fourteen? Uh, it is an interesting one because Paddy Roberts is clearly. I mean, Saturday was all about Roberts, Rodgers, and Armstrong. That that's the reason we won that game because of those three players. There's no one in Scotland, and I don't even think. Well, with the exception of, funnily enough, Tom Rodgers. Uh, take Tom Rodgers at the equation. There was no one who could make the pass that Paddy Roberts did to Armstrong. That pass was nothing short of sensational. Hmm. Um, and that that so that's what I'm talking about. If we could get someone who could potentially do that that we couldn't get normally by taking them on loan, we yeah we do it. Disagree about? No, no. I think that it's a point, and especially you think when Roberts came in. The wing, um, you know, an actual winger, that was a, was a just a problem area. We didn't really have anyone we played. No city, we had Forest basically, which until we got Sinclair was the the case. Now we've got Sinclair and we've got we've got Forest as well. Um, but yeah, if you can get someone who's quality that you wouldn't get otherwise um, in a position that you need cover for or an actual first now, teamer for. Seeing that point, there's one thing I really want. I, I want to see Mackay Stephen getting on that pitch. He's now been the bench for two, possibly three games in a row. So he's obviously impressed enough in training to get himself on at the bench because he's in the bench ahead of Henderson. So but if Sinclair was fit, would it be on the bench? Or would it be Roberts or Forrest? Is know. he on the bench because Sinclair's injured? And I'm, I'm, that's just a genuine yeah. question because, I'd, frankly, I, well, think, I yeah, think he well, is. Well, possibly because... But then, I suppose maybe Saturday wasn't a good chance because we were chasing we were chasing the game a lot, so he didn't want to make too many changes that were, it might not work for us. But um, I think maybe like Friday night, if we're maybe two or three goals ahead, I, I think Mikai Steven gets going for 20 minutes, half an hour, to see what he can do. Let, let's see if Rodgers has done something in training with him maybe instilled a bit of confidence into him, yeah. maybe developed him a bit further to see, because he was... I would start... When he first came out first, he was a natural winger, proper pacey winger that we were crying out for. Then obviously his confidence... Dripped. Uh, ditched in, what was it, maybe February or something like that, and the rest of the season he was... I would, I, I'd be honest, I would drop Forrest... When I say drops, drop means harsh, like he's not playing well. I would rest Forrest for the Partick Thistle game. Play not far off... We'll get to Thistle, but not far off the same team that we played against Motherwell. But I would bring Gary McKay-Steven in um, and play Patrick Roberts. Um, give Forrest... Because Forrest has played a lot of games this season and he... I didn't think he was that effective on Saturday. I don't think he had a bad game, but I don't think he was that effective. So just give him time out again... You know, you've done well. Given And even that pat on the back to say, we're going to give you a rest because you're one of our important players. That's a good psychological way of getting something more out of them. Uh, here's one for you, Louis McCaffroyd. Chill, man. Which isn't your name. Uh, Waste more time again. Coming up to pre-contract time, what would you guy? What would you think are the chances of Celtic going for or being interested in Patterson and or Snodgrass on a pre-contract? Any interest in Patterson? I thought he was sensational against Rangers. Oh, yeah, no, I, I like Patterson, but I don't see it happening because he's just bought Gamboa. Um, That's you've a good got point. Lustig, Gamboa, 
you've got Yanko that's on loan. Um, I can't, I can't see it. I can't see it to be honest. Um, Would you be interested that if we didn't have Gamboa? Yes, absolutely. I think he's. I think he's a very good, player, um, very handy player, and I, and I think he's just a good player for a nominal fee. You know, you're not going to yeah. have to pay too much for him. Um, Snodgrass. You're the big fan of Snodgrass. Yeah. You've seen a lot more of him than me, but I mean, from what I've seen, I really like him. But um, yeah, I, I think he would improve the squad, as you said. He would improve the squad, so yeah, you would have to have him. Who's Snodgrass? Yeah, Snodgrass is, goes in ahead of Rogic. Well, no, he doesn't. But. <laughs> <laughs> or as, as, as you know, as Kieran mentioned last week, he, he could play in where Roberts plays because he can play that that sort of left hand well, side hey, or right hand right hand side. Oh, Roberts, oh. Roberts needs replaced. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Roberts ain't going to be here, so y- you're going to have to have a replacement for him. And and let's face it, Paddy Roberts isn't even a starter. I mean, he's only playing now because Scott Sinclair's out. So yeah, it's one of those ones. Hey, we comment here. Oh, you got a point. No, I was say, I don't really remember, recall ever seeing much of Snodgrass playing as a number ten. I've always ever seen him as a player as a winger. Um, he plays in the winner, winger, winger, winger for Hull, for, for Hull, but for Leeds, he was pretty much the reason they almost got promotion twice. I think he could get something like double figures at least. Because he's out of contract as well. Who? Snodgrass. That was the question. Do you li- oh, do any of your people listen when you're not speaking? Always listen, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just reiterating the question. <laughs> nice. Well done. Uh, Raphael Bonacorsi, um, a statuesque blonde-headed midfielder making a surging run to get on the end of a sublime pass to score. Shades of Petrov. And he's got the wee thumbs up. Agreed, sir. Shades of Petrov. That's what... I've heard what, that a lot. That's what we're... Lot. Because his, his late runs, and that's why I was talking about that run, and uh, that's what we'd like to develop uh, Stuart into. Um, into that um, sort of pit... <laughs> Stuart to Stan. Stuart to Stan. Uh, Stan Armstrong. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is there anything else you want to... Uh, we're actually at an hour. We've, we've rambled for an hour. Um, so... Wait, was that? You don't have to whisper. So I take it we're going to talk about Man City. Yeah. That's what I was going to do now. All right, cool. All right, go ahead. You what about you? You haven't mentioned, um, and it might be intentional because you don't want to give them the time of day, but um, the wee prick Mark McGee. No, actually, yeah, we should do because we had a few, a couple of... So-called quick. ex-Celtic player. I don't know if that's confirmed. No, he I haven't googled it yet, but I just wanted to. This is comment about Chris Davies. Yeah, it was really, really disrespectful. Um, I've I've totally missed this. So can you? This is the the, take it from the top. The assistant manager of a team that is undefeated domestically. The assistant manager, I don't know what his name is. Or I don't no, what he said I'm is, told it's Chris you, Davis you're telling me his name. Yeah. Um, was this in the interview after the game? This, so basically what happened was, there was a, there was a stupid scuffle. Until I, I think what he said, what Mark McGee said was that um, the, the assistant, what's Chris Davis, Chris right? Davis. Um, was, uh, he, seemed, he, he seemed awfully ups, angry that they'd won. Right, so I assume what's happened is the final whistles went, and he's like, "Yes," because why wouldn't you? Mark McGee's taken exception to that. Then he said, "Some of the other, some of the staff." He went, oh, "Brendan's brilliant." Brendan, he literally goes, "Brendan's the best." Oh, Brendan, uh, Brendan's pure brilliant. And then he says, so, "But some of the other staff are not really Celtic quality in terms of their behaviour." And then he said, "I mean, you're telling me his name, Davies, is it? I he blah 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 blah. He's rubbish." Man. But then and what happened? 
Sorry. Sorry, on you. That's just so great. No, it's, it's but this is the guy. The reason Mark McGee's like this because is because he thinks he should be Celtic yeah. manager. When, when Strachan left, he recommended McGee, and I think McGee's fought since then he should have had the job. And and, and that's the thing though. It may, obviously, the issues he had with Dyla last season as well, like refusing to shake his hand and all that. Um, but the the other point is Chris Davis came out with a classy retort. He was because they were obviously going down to Manchester today, um, and he went, "We're not ta- we're not going to talk about anybody else." Um, but funnily enough. In the program, extends a warm welcome. To <laughs> extend a warm welcome to Brendan Rodgers and Chris Davis. You do know his name, don't you? Supposedly, but there was a thing about the pregame um, warm up for Celtic. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was all really. So we like Gordon wasn't allowed to warm up in his own box. Yeah, yeah and they said we've got goals set up there because the pitch is so bad. We would prefer you didn't use the goal mouth. It's, it's pre- like you're a Premier League football team, and you're saying that your pitch is that poor. No, but then Well, they should long. fix it. Yeah, well, that's not our fault. Um, Keith Lasley came out and went. Um, it might seem like a trivial thing, but um, basically, the pitch is in really good condition right now, so we don't want to bog it up before the game starts by having their goalkeeper in the pitch. That's absolute dog shit. And then, funnily enough, Chris Davis says, "Motherwell." Um, it's like um, this is just nonsense. It's like this not even worth talking about. Um, but they did try and kind of psychologically put us off because during the warm up, Mark McGee walked up to must have been maybe it was Chris Davis and went right. You're gonna have to move. Yeah, up the road, pal. Up because yeah, they were shooting into the goal and went. You're gonna have to move to that side of the pitch because we don't want you muddying up the. It's pathetic. It's trying to be. Weirdly, subversively, oh, I'm going to affect you psychologically. Well, did it work? No, we won four three. So, Mister Fact, <laughs> he loves a fact. He states facts, stuff that happens. Um, we've got Manchester City coming up, um, and a dead duck in terms of the actual group. We're out of Europe, but it's no disgrace. Um, we are building for the future. This was really good experience. This is just in, in terms of the Champions League campaign. This is what I think, anyway. Really good experience um, for guys like Armstrong, for guys like uh, Simunovic and Sviachenko, um, and you know plenty of others as well, Dembele, uh, to name another one. Um, so uh, as much as it's a dead duck, it's still good experience to go to an away ground um, that has uh, to play against a team with such such great players. But what what's your expectation from it? And I wasn't listening to anything you said. <laughs> expectations for Man City. Sorry, I was, I was reading stuff unrelated to the podcast. If there's anyone who wants to start a podcast, um, I'm available. Just DM me on Twitter. So, so expectations for Man City. Kieran, is that the question? That certainly is the question. Uh, no, what is your expectation level for the game against Manchester City in the Champions League in 2016 under Brendan Rodgers um, with Dembele at front? I don't think we should, we should really go and expect and... Um, any result doesn't really matter at this point. So for us, I think it's more just given some of the players' experience. Um, would would a, would a heavy defeat would that would that be a bit sour to take? Considering you know we've actually not we've other than the Barcelona game, but the Barcelona game was yeah. a lesson, right? But we seem to have learned from that. You don't you don't want a heavy defeat, but ultimately doesn't really matter. Um, there's no, there's it's good to go out and get, as I say, get the experience of playing against a better class of player than we're, we're used to some obviously very expensive uh, football players um, and as I say I would be tempted even if we're doing poorly just put on some of 
your younger guys in the second half. Um, and then go, oh, I see, we weren't even trying. Did you say if we're doing poorly, put on the younger guys? Even, no, even if we're doing poorly, I would still just put them on to give them There's experience. no chance that Brendan Rodgers is going to go down to England. First time with all the media scrutiny and everything else, him going back down to play an English, English Premiership team, and he's not going to want to absolutely make a statement. I think he's going to play the strongest possible team and he's going to send them out to absolutely affect the group. And again, that's what we could do. This is another reason I it's love time that. for Brendan to leave. He's letting his <laughs> ego get in the way. I'm sorry, Brendan. Good job. But it's time for Ronnie to come home. Yeah, come bring him home. Yes. Can City still finish top? Yeah, they can. Uh, can they? No, they could. They could. First and second, Bowdy, can you get the group up? Because I've, to be honest, I've stopped paying attention uh, to the group Barca, after. If Barca are a few points out. ahead, Barca beat City both games, didn't they? No, Man, oh, City, Man City, City beat them at, at, at main Because I think it goes head to head, then I think it goes within the goal difference, within the head to head. Goes to goal difference first, and then it goes to head. No. Oh no, it goes to head head first, and then it goes to goal difference. Yeah, I think it's just the goal difference between those two that that those two games, not the goal difference of the whole table. But that's the point, all they just go for fucking goal difference. <laughs> They've scored more goals in the in the group against the same teams. That's what, the way it should be. Uh, but Louis, um, what are you looking for from a personnel point of view? You just said it's the strongest team. Well, that's what I think he'll do. Uh, whether I would agree with that, probably not. Because I run, think this, this, this month is just insane, and uh, and I think you need to take every every possible opportunity to 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 rotate things and, and manage the squad and it is a nothing game for us I mean we, we win that game it doesn't matter it doesn't affect us really um, it will affect our coefficient yeah and uh, it does a lot it would do a lot you in get terms more of point, belief you, you get more money, get more for, money for draws more, so it does to an extent and that's me okay I'm picking I know it's not yeah. going to affect us in the long term but I, you know half a million is it 250 or half a million for a draw half a million, half a million for, for a draw half a million I mean that, that, that's you know that you, you, if we draw tomorrow, um, Dembele's paid for himself. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And not obviously think, Dembele's paid for himself anyway, but you know I, little I things think, like that. I, I think I think it'll probably I, I think it's probably fair. Let's, let's say it's probably fair to start the strongest team, but I would expect to see, you know, three guys come on who maybe haven't had a lot of game time. If if we can do it, obviously because you never know what can happen in a game. But bringing on players like Henderson. Henderson came on against uh, Gladbach and, and done it, all right. Let, let it go. Play, play uh, him. Give uh, him some game time at some point. <laughs> they won't expect give, Hendo. Exactly. Give uh, the unexpected boom. Lustig, Lustig would be one. Uh, would you play Lustig? I'd maybe play Gamboa. Give Lustig yeah, a wee rest. Exactly. Give give Lustig a bit of, bit of a rest. Um, the rest. Do you start with Griffiths or do you just bring him on? I would. I'd play. I'd, Dem- I'd, I'd play Dembele in this game, and then start Griffiths against Partick Thistle. Well, I, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd start Griffiths. I'd give Dembele a rest. I think this is the. I think this Champions League again building his profile. Um, let him. He's already scored what See three the point goals. Somebody takes him in January. There's not. We can. We can't affect that now anyway. The bids are going to come. And I tell you what, if he plays it the way he did against fucking Motherwell, <laughs> maybe they won't. The thing as well is Dembele's probably better than Griffiths because Dembele can bully the centre half, and City. It's been quite kind of well documented that City's centre half are struggling just now, and um, Guardo has come out and said that they're going to get better. But at this moment in time, that they can they can be bullied. Um, I think that it, I think that happened with him in Chelsea over the weekend. Oh, but he did that before. So he did that before he did it in the as well. So, so I think he would probably be suited better to do that than it would be with Griffiths. However, I would definitely bring Griffiths on because he does need 
some game time because like we've seen Dembele's form is slipping a little bit and maybe it's time to kind of fresh up a little bit and bring and Griffiths I, back in and as we say you know every player is going to go through a dip in form there's not one player in the world that doesn't go through a dip in form and so for a 20 year old who's had uh, who's done fantastically well the dip in form is going to come and that's why you need a big squad and is, that's, is, is Griffiths not actually injured? well he like wasn't the cold it, him and Eric both had a kind of cold flu symptoms do you know I, I, that's why they missed I'm, I'm guessing they were sent away from the squad so it doesn't spread or whatever as well so. I mean Griffiths was on the plane the day right enough but I, I just it's because it probably was just precautionary uh, well, Rogers came out and said it just was obviously Scott, Scott Brown warming up about the shorts and t-shirts everybody else has got um, jumpers and things I think uh, Forrest had the shorts as well Tierney's the same Shots and t-shirt all the way through, isn't it? Brown leading, though, by example. Just right here. Billy yeah, Big Boss. Pal. Right. Well, that's, we were talking about who had a good game. Brown bossed it the weekend as well. <laughs> Look at as that. he has all season. <laughs> that much, you didn't feel to mention in the first hour that that was the case, and they were just kind of slipping it <laughs> I've in got now. extensive Combined notes, and the very very few of them have been used. One Ooh, professional. Like, well, that's down to you, pal. Yeah. One, one thing as well, I'd say about a centre-half need to be wary of Aguero. Oh, thanks that. for <laughs> that insight, Kieran. Stay clear of that animal. <laughs> One <laughs> of the best forwards in the world, team might no, be no, the danger I, I point not, for the team. No, I went more and uh, getting halfway. Like Bowdy clearly didn't see the highlights of the weekend. <laughs> with the so he's, he's pulling you up. Kieran's <laughs> Kier, made a genuinely quite funny thingy, and you've just taken it as quite literally the need I've to watch the Kieran thing. You've done I the became Ki- Kieran. That's an excellent. Jesus. It's been a switch. It's the quantum it's leap. Switcheroo. It's a switcheroo. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Kieran, who would you play against Man City? Like, is there? Uh, Louis said maybe bring Gambo in, give Lustig a rest. Is there anyone specifically, or would you just play the, the strongest lineup? I a- any time already. I'm just, I'm just contemplating my answer, right? Whilst he does that, so did Aguero have somebody? Or <laughs> nah, he was fine. Um, it's been banned for four games. <laughs> That was a shock. Oh, and the ban doesn't apply to Oh, you're looking, up, looking at the BBC website? No, I've, I've seen <laughs> something about a, a, his ban doesn't apply to against Celtic. That's so because it was a domestic ban. I had no idea what it was oh, in yeah, reference to. Yeah, because the Champions League game yesterday. Yeah, that's right. The Champions League game yesterday. That's what he gets I didn't know that off. he'd killed somebody on the park or whatever he did. Is that giving you time? To <laughs> think we were just stalling for time there, to be honest. That was a double action. Uh, I... Close to the, 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 I wouldn't make wholesale changes. One, one or two, like yeah, Gamboa, um, brought in instead of Lustig. Um, Bring back um, Eric. Oh, definitely. I think Eric and Yozo together. Um, but uh, no, not too many changes. Because the thing as well is, because of the games, we're not going to have a lot of trains. So this is kind of like keeping them kind of fit and sharp. Over. Because Would you play Callum McGregor ahead, is he? Uh, no, because I don't think Callum's a natural left back. Do you think Izzy is? Because <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it's harsh. <laughs> Shit. He's won good games since he's been back and he's been pish. He was dead good. When? Five years ago? I same, same time as Mark McGee. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, what about yourself, Chris? Would you make wholesale changes? Is there anyone specific you'd like to see brought in? Um, or is it just a case of just dissimilar to... Yeah, because as I say, I want people to get experience, but all of our squads, other than, you know, Brown, really, um, could do with European experience. There's nobody there that's had a lot of um, Champions League or Europa League games. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, so... uh, Forest. (laughs) (laughs) Huge experience. 
Yeah, there's probably one or two more in there. Yeah, there's a bit. There's but you know what I mean? The, the, the bulk of our first team no, I haven't know. had a lot of uh, European experience. And the experience Scott Brown's had is more than all of those guys added up if you just think about good performances from him. Yeah, Brown, because I mean... he's a pure boss. Uh, I was going to agree with you up until you said that comment. Um, does, our Twitter's kind of went a bit funny. Uh, someone made a comment about bringing... It was... Uh, sorry, uh, Keith... Um, makes a comment about actually well, yeah, I was going to link into that seamlessly earlier on but you just went off in some of our shiny questions I don't really care about you and I don't really care about Keith yeah. so. well you find the, the, the thread and go through it and I'll just say that we should bring Georges Samaras back this up ok January. fair enough I'll, I'll be the filler in this because it's dying but uh, Brendan Rodgers said tonight he's happy happy as I've ever been in my life at Celtic and living the dream want to be manager here as long as possible sorry Brendan <laughs> Time's up, bounce decided. Uh, no, Keith actually makes the point, um, a question for us. Um, should Chris Commons be given one last outing at Celtic Park before he moves on in January? I mean, there's um, a bit of debate between... Alex says, Alex McDee says no. Uh, James Von Doom of 20 Minute Tims uh, says yes. Um, and yeah, there's a couple other people making comments. And did you see the main comment as well from... Uh, champion 67 if Chris Commons put the team before himself he would have played a part already interesting point really yes. I agree with that 100% I, yeah I agree because both Alex McDee is a pretty lady and um, champion 67 makes a very good point that Chris Commons is a selfish <laughs> bastard can only apologise for bites <laughs> just creepiness well okay so uh, Jamie Von Doom isn't so you, you know James you d- I do we've podcasted together which is something that might be happening in the future again. Well, it could be exclusive little Maybe cop. Little I don't know. Has exclusive. it actually been mentioned already? Who uh, knows? There's, we're in talks for another joint podcast, which will be interesting. We'll have a whole new lineup um, to take them on and destroy them. Um, with the uh, the Thistle, we've obviously got the Thistle game and the, the, the coming after the Man City game. Do we just play our? Here's here's the the kind of issue. I think. Do we just play the the strongest eleven in every game? Would you play your strongest eleven in every game? What just? Uh, <laughs> well, you can because don't forget we are actually off the whole of January. There's a winter break now. That's so right, you yeah, are, you are getting three or four weeks. So we would always, you'd always be the case of you'd be scared of tiring t- <coughs> the players out towards the end of the season. But with that kind of free, I'm sure, I'm sure it's almost four week break. That's time where you could push them quite far through December. With obviously the rest in, in January, so you c- you could keep going with the strongest as far as they can go. We've already we've lost Sinclair and Tierney already recently. We don't need more big injuries. I think you've got to rotate. No, I think you do. I, th- I, I think you've got to rotate as well. I, I think we should be able to. Arguably, I think we should be able to rest a player each week, each game, one one player at the start of eleven each game, and still be able to cope. Um, if if our strong is really uh, is really strong, you know, um, this keeps getting linked back, mm-hmm. and obviously January will bring in silly rumours about you know McCarthy. <coughs> McCarthy will be back up. They might even mention James Morrison again, considering we, we kind of went from in, um, in August. Jordan Larson, bring him home. No, please don't. Can we? What? Why would? I'm, I'm not saying purely because his second name's Larson. That's literally. And don't get me wrong. See if you signed Jordan Larson. Who's, I'd buy a talk. Who's the number seven just now? Yeah. Uh, Shifty. <laughs> no, well there you go. So the number seven would be thingy. You sign. You sign Jordan Larson. 
this is pure, purely from a marketing point of view. You sign Jordan Larson and you put him on the number sign, number seven jersey, you would sell out of Larson's seven shirts mm. in days. You could make a mint. However, there is not one player, there's not, not one Celtic fan and there's not one person uh, that I know and I'm, I'm pretty sure most people who have watched Jordan Larson consistently, and I'm not talking about the wee clips on YouTube. I'm talking I about consi- oh, you YouTube. can suck it. I'm talking about the whole. How many people have watched Jordan Larson play a full if game? Jordan Larson was called Jordan McGee. I don't think we'd be having this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> because frankly, it was like the old Skepovich thing. Skepovich. I remember when we signed Skepovich, Louis. You turned to me and you went, "Oh, he's cracking on YouTube." <laughs> like. You literally, because you, and that, that's fair enough. Because <laughs> exactly. you didn't have the opportunity. I'm not criticising you for that. But if, if people want to sign Jordan Larson off the basis, of, they just get fucking relegated. Is he get attacked by the fans? So like, that just shows you. He's talking about Celtic. Still, you still want to sign him, but didn't you? I don't. I wouldn't sign him. This is madness, man. Get him signed up. <laughs> you just want. why? Because of his da. Are you mad? <laughs> Get him signed up. You're going to have to... It's not going to cost you in. Because he's shite. <laughs> <laughs> no. Get him signed up. Just Although so this know, is a good point about the top, so... No, uh, no. That would uh, be one of the biggest no, reasons. Fr- from a marketing point what? of view, like, I'm sure they'd be like, you know, what, you know what's the... What's we could happen? Because I think Shifty's in the way out. Um, I, I don't think Shifty's ever not, in. <laughs> uh, Shifty's not injured, is he? And he, no. wasn't, we, he wasn't on the bench. Now, when you've got Griffiths out sick... Dembele's playing, your third striker should be in the bench. Yeah. But he never made the bench. So that says to me that, and he's not been about for a number of, one, a number of weeks now, maybe in like two months. I do think he's well on the way out. I, I think he's part of Rodgers' no, plans n- at n- all. N- he, he certainly Nadir's out, Nadir's out, the, out the windy. Uh, certainly. Well, up your number seven. Um, we've got a couple of minutes left. I want to mention, um, just moving away from Celtic briefly, what are your thoughts on Ian Cathro? Um, been made or been linked with the manager of Hearts. Is not? Has he actually got the job? No, they're in talks just now. Well, the way I've um, kind of seen it reported, he's literally got the job, and they, they, they've come out and said he's the one they want. Craig Levine worked with them at Dundee United, uh, and he worked with them uh, at Hearts as well previously. Um, my knowledge of Ian Cathro is about the same as my knowledge, my knowledge of Jordan Larson. Um, very little, but I still want him. What do, what do you think about, have you, I should leave this, you, you don't have any interest in talking about this, do you? Oh no, I'm into it, aye. No, I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm interested in him because there seems to be an incredible amount of hype over a guy who's never managed a football team before. Okay, he's never managed a football team, right? But he is the assistant in Newcastle. He was the assistant um, in the Portuguese top flight. He was the assistant at Valencia when they finished fourth. The guy has experience of being an assistant manager, right? So, when it comes to him having the opportunity to take a first team, uh, to become the first team coach, the, the manager. Same here, it has been agreed. Oh, has it? Maybe, well, that's. Been that's, announced. That's, has it been announced? Well, that's literally must have been within the last uh, couple of hours because when I was uh, at, l- at lunchtime. At lunchtime and <laughs> work, I. Five minutes ago. At lunchtime and work. Um, Austin McPhee as well is going to be part of it. Um, he was interviewed for the development job, the football development job at the SFA. I'd never heard of him either. He's the Cafro's assistant? Uh, yeah. He's the he's the assistant manager to your man at Northern Ireland. Uh, Mike O'Neill. Mike O'Neill. Um, and so he went for the SFA 
development squad. Because he's like in his early 20s, isn't he? No, no he's 37. Um, Ian Cathro's 30. He, uh, Ian, uh, Austin McPhee's 37. Um, but yeah, it's been announced. Um, the reason I bring it up is because I wanted to... Did you read what Chris was Boyd Chris said? Boyd? Uh, it's been fully confirmed, oh, yeah. Right. Did you read what Chris Boyd said? No. Chris, Chris Boyd basically said um, he... Um, He's doing. He did his UEFA Pro license at the same time as Ian Crathrow, and he basically said that uh, he's great at setting up um, training um, developments and coming up with training regimes and drills. and drills and everything. And he will coach anybody fantastically, and he can do stuff on a MacBook that you wouldn't believe in terms of laying out foundations for stuff. He says, but can he speak to guys in the dressing room? No. That's, does he have real a, world? Does he have a personality for the real world? This isn't the football manager, wee man. That's what he's quoted as saying. That was the actual quote. This isn't the football I don't know manager. If that's the exact quote. That's the exact quote. I think you paraphrased slightly. No, that's the exact quote. Um, and it, again, it just I think it kind of shows the um, sort of uh, frustrating backwards way we think about stuff. Instead of instead of the media turning around saying this is a thirty year old guy who's been the assistant manager at Valencia. He's the assistant manager at Newcastle United. He is a forward thinking, analytical style coach. He's going to come in and it's it's something that's gonna, you know, thing instead of doing that, they're like, no, he's never at he's not a manager, is he? He's no Jimmy Calderwood. Get Jimmy Calderwood in. Is he a poor man's Paul Clement? I think poor Paul Clement's a poor man's Paul Clement, to be honest with you. Well, uh, the only re- the reason I say that is because obviously Ian Cathro's getting the, the Hearts job. Paul Clement was tipped for Premiership, but actually got a Championship job. But obviously Paul Clement had been with Ancelotti for uh, years. Yeah. And, and loads of different top, top, top clubs. But I take it he's in that mould. I mean, it seems to be that he's... Well, he's a, he's a modern football manager. He's 30. He's never played professionally. And he he's, he's an, a, an out-and-out coach. Like, he's not, a, he's not a footballer who became a coach. He's a coach. He developed uh, all the young... Uh, Suter, Gold, um, a lot of the young... Johnny Russell, guys like that. He's, he's the guys who helped to develop them, coach them, and make them better players. He's not a... Fo- He's not a football guy. It sounds ridiculous. What I mean is, he's not a football establishment guy. So that's why guys like Alex Ray and guys like Chris Boyd and guys ex footballers who are on the way out, given guys like that who are dinosaurs, um, that's why they're criticising them because Chris Boyd isn't in, yeah. clearly threatened by. He's him. probably not been this excited since FIFA 17, uh, 17 came out in PlayStation. But Ian Cathro is about to find out what football's like in the real world. <laughs> That is not an actual quote, is it? That is his opening gambit. Well, that just shows you it's fucking Chris Boyd. It's a fucking bellend. Don't often <laughs> say that about specific players, but he's hey, a fair, fucking bellend. Fifth play of Hearts. It, it, I mean, Hearts, as we spoke about last week, and I, I really think, I really didn't think it was a wise move for Robbie, uh, Robbie Nielsen to move. Although, if it works for him, I mean, I really want him to do well down there. Yeah. Because I really like him. But, um, it, it, it is a risky one because Hearts are a club that are doing everything right off the pitch. Absolutely well, everything you, you, right. And that performance against Rangers was fantastic. He, I mean, they played some really good stuff. Here, here's, what, here's what I'll say, right? And I was thinking about this when I was walking here, right? See if Thomas Tuchel had been in, had been Scottish, right? Thomas Tuchel went from... Uh, he retired pretty early. Went to... Spent a lot of time out of the game 
focusing on coaching, getting all of his licenses, getting all of his badges, and he worked his way up from the bottom, got to Mainz, basically followed the Jurgen Klopp way, way of coaching, right? Um, very A lot of really interesting techniques. I've mentioned it in the past, you know, playing a living-a-side um, on a seven-a-side pitch. And te- develops technique, develops, you know, working in small spaces. If, if, if Thomas Tuchel was Scottish, there's no fucking way he would have got his opportunity. Because he's not a football guy. It's not a Kilmarnock way, Paul. Exactly. This is a shining light to me because I think, even though Chris Boyd and all these professionals are coming out saying, oh, he's shite. Now, if Ian Catherall falls flat in his face, it's just another manager who's failed. They will turn around and they'll say, the reason he failed is because he didn't have the experience. When you can look at a thousand shit managers who failed just because they're shit managers. Uh, It's just Ronnie Dyla all over again. Ronnie Dyla had at least won a league. Somewhere, yeah, and yet he came in. It was the same shitting all over yeah, him, shitting all abso- over him. Absolutely, same like progressive style of coaching, and everything else. But they couldn't see it. They just couldn't see it, and, and they weren't, and weren't willing to accept him. And that's uh, I think. I think Ronnie Dyer would still be a Celtic manager if he'd been given half a chance by anybody. Media, media, yeah. media. Uh, importantly, though, because that it got to that man. Mark Warburton still isn't getting criticised for having oh. the exact same, exact same tactical nous as Ronnie Dyla. No, he doesn't. Dyla's a better coach and a better manager, in my opinion. But the fact is, as we've said before, that Plan B is to make Plan A work. That was Dyla lived and died by that. So does Mark Warburton, but he doesn't get he doesn't get criticised for it. But anyway, my point is. The Bundesliga method, the Bundesliga sort of model, where you have a director of football, Craig Levine, and then you have an out-and-out coach to coach, Ian Cathro. If it works, it works. If it works in the Bundesliga, why can't it work here? And I, I actually applaud Hearts. I think they're breaking away with these ridiculous tra- uh, traditions of you need to be a football guy, you need to have played the game. See that whole, you need to, and that's what fucking... I'm going on a rant here, but that's what kills me about Gordon Strachan. He, che- he treats people who have weren't professionals, football footballers, with such disdain. Like their opinion doesn't matter because you never played the game. Yeah, and if we can break away from that, then there'll be a new. I, I think hearts of them outside the Celtic because that's our team. Outside the Celtic, hearts are buying away by by far and away the most interesting team and club in the whole and in the rest of Scottish football in terms of what they are doing on and off the pitch yeah it, it can be successful because look one of the biggest successful managers recently is Mourinho never kicked a ball in his life Arsene Wenger Arsene Wenger as well so it can be done yeah it's just where they're willing to give them a chance so but again I'm just hoping that they have and when, when Mourinho came in uh, what have you done you won the European Cup it was literally like, you know, what really have you done? You won the European Cup with a Diddy club. When Arsene Wenger came in, he changed how English football worked and he got ridiculed for it until they started dominating. That's us, that. One hour and 30. Anything else to say, Chris? Any comments? Anything you want to bring up? I'll just check my notes. No. Um, He's got individual notes about every single one of the goal. I don't, goals. I don't know why you didn't see. Can I see? No. no let no, just, my notes, you can't see them. Give me the notes. It's my list. Give me the list. No. Um, no, I just want to say Moon the Hoops It's really, it's really uh, a short list to be honest <laughs> Moon the Hoops Moon the Hoops now uh, Get into them and all that And all that Boo Man City Boo Boo uh, We are the 90 Minute Cynic We are, we are New website launching soon With uh, new interesting articles and stuff 90minutecynic.com um, You can check us out on Spreaker Spreaker.com slash 90 Minute Cynic We are on Facebook Give us a like Facebook.com slash 90 Minute Cynic uh, How's the Flipboard? 
Flipping great. How's the Instagram? Can't even think of it. We're on Instagram and flip. No, not even, I don't know why I'm imagining mentioning it. Oh, don't football. plug it. We're, we're on Instagram, though. Um, so, Instagram.com slash 90 Minute Cynic. Um, Facebook, like us. Um, most importantly, the main one would be our iTunes account. If you can subscribe to us on iTunes, that would be great. And if you. You know, if you've got five minutes, leave a positive uh, review. Just yeah. positive ones. Don't leave any negative ones. Thanks very much. It doesn't take five minutes. It, how long does it take, Chris? Upwards of 40 seconds? Aye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> got to log in and all that takes ages. Um, but no, if you could go on the iTunes, that'd be great. We're on Twitter at 90 minutes. <laughs> what? Carry on. <laughs> you've got to log in, it takes ages. Great. We're going to get a lot of response here. <laughs> I'm only joking. Do you know what? If you could just... Uh, all we want for Christmas is a few uh, a few reviews on the old iTunes. Yeah, it takes you a couple of weeks to get it done, <laughs> fair enough. But we'd love one before the Louis, before Christmas. It takes upwards of 60 seconds. Okay? Upwards? Aye. About two hours. <laughs> nah. It takes about 45 to 50 seconds. Again, well, I am iTunes. So if you go into iTunes and you search for 90 Minutes Cynic, we come up in the podcast part. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, we don't all, always say it, but we really appreciate people taking the time to even when you tweet us and leave reviews and follow us on Spreaker and everything, we genuinely thanks for most for getting through this episode. Yes, this episode has been, uh, I'd say it's in the top three of all time. It's been an absolute wee nailer. That's it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> started Christ. really, really well and then just developed into absolute dog shit. Um, thanks very much. Um, <laughs> don't know what I'm thinking. Okay, Kieran Harden. Thanks for getting involved, as always. That's always good. Be good. Hair's looking terrific. Uh, Louis McCaffrey, the uh, the dodo, get involved. <laughs> the dodo. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, Chris Bowd, the owl. We're giving you Louis' oh, old nickname. I'll, no, I'll, I'll go- take his sloppy seconds no, any day of the week. Gonna- <laughs> 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 I was going to make another comment, but I won't. Don't. Uh, I'm Chris Gallagher. <laughs> I'm Chris Gallagher, and we'll speak to you down the road. <laughs>